Welcome to another episode of the European Hoops Podcast. My name is Andre and we are a Sports Ethos presentation. And today for this preview of the second day of the round 23 of the EuroLeague, I have the pleasure to have with me on this episode our two EuroLeague experts, Diogo Valente and We will go over the second day of this uh, round 23 and we will start with the game between Efes and Monaco and we will also cover the game between Basconi and Valencia. Partizan and Jalgiris, Milano and Barcelona. Very important games for the aspirations of all of these eight teams. And while our recap of all the action of this round 23 will come next week, today is the time to see what we expect from these games and how they can impact the standings and the ambitions of each of these teams. Let's then start with this game between Efes and Monaco. This is a game between two teams that have somewhat similar expectations for this season and they do have aspirations to end the season in a high note. For both of them, they are in different situations. At the, mom at the moment, Monaco is tied for sixth place and um, they do aspire to be able to, to end the regular season in the playoff spot be able to avoid the play-ins and to repeat the final four that they had the last season. We know that Monaco has been racing uh, throughout the seasons in the EuroLeague and they certainly would want to aspire to fight to reach a final. And when they started this season, it they did look as one of the top contenders. They have been dealing with some injuries, some players not performing to the level we would have expected for them but they have a very deep roster they have the one that probably is the best player of the competition in mike james and that gives them a fighting chance against anyone and gives them a competitive chance to to be in the final four and to to fight for for the championship of the early fs on the other hand we know that they were dealing with the absence of a very important player in will Clyburn. he's back he's still finding uh, his footing but uh, he certainly will raise to his usual level and uh, will be able to contribute to an FS team that has been looking very good. They have some tough losses, including a, an incredible four-overtime loss against the first in the standings, Real Madrid, and that certainly would be a win that this FS team would want to have on their books. But uh, they did get, got, got a win in the last time that they played against Monaco. In Monaco, they were able to on the road win 82 to 89 the top performer on that game for uh, fs was larkin while the top performer for uh, monaco was john brown on that game and certainly we can expect to see a more assertive mike james than he was on that game he ended with the per of 10 on the, that matchup and both mike james and the monaco team will want revenge that defeat and will want to conquer this win that will be very important for them to not fall back from the playoff spot that is where they want to be and for them to not get into trouble. We know that there are teams like Partizan that is just behind them and uh, at any moment we expect to see this Partizan team climbing the standings and also be on this mix and it will get tight for these teams like Monaco, like Pasconia, Maccabi, Valencia... They are not all at the same level and I do believe that Monaco has an advantage against these other teams. But if they want to fight with, for example, Olympiacos for the 
at the moment the last playoff spot. They really cannot trail and uh, keep accumulating losses. So this game is very important for both of these teams, but it's particularly important for FS. FS is down in standings. They have currently 9 wins and 13 losses. They really need to go on a run and they really need to to just add as many wins as they can for them to be able to, to aspire to be in the decisive stage of the competition and not fi- uh, miss that stage for the, the second year in a row. We can expect FS to come into this game determined to win and playing at home, they certainly will have a, a chance to do so. FS has the third best offense of the competition, scoring 84.9 points per game, while Monaco, uh, maybe surprisingly, has the 11th best offense of the competition. Defensively, things change quite a bit. This FS team has been having some defensive troubles. They rank in last, allowing the most points between all the EuroLeague teams at 88 per game, while Monaco has the 7th best defense of the, the competition at 80 points per game. This is a game where both teams will need to be at uh, their best. This is a game where Monaco, that uh, currently ranks in first in the least turnovers per game, will want to take very good care of the ball. But on the other side of the court, they have the second team with the least turnovers per game at 11. So this is a game of small margins, of, of thin margins, where either of these teams has a shot to win it and both of them really need it and will want to conquer this win. So, let me ask you guys, who do you expect to come victorious of this matchup? This is a a very hard one for me. Uh, It's very hard for me to go against Monaco, especially for the second game in a row, and the way they they proved me wrong uh, last week against Real Madrid. Uh, But I think FH has been on on such a great momentum, and now having Will Clabern back, the way they beat Barcelona... Uh, and playing at home too. Uh, I just think that they have enough to to beat Monaco. I think they have the size on the wings to beat Monaco with Elijah Bryant and especially now with Will Claiborne too. Uh, I think inside with, with Oturu and, and Ty Jones, they've been amazing. So I, I just think Efes is playing such such good basketball right now. And not that Monaco isn't, um, but I'm just going to go with the home team here. I think it's going to be very close. Uh, Monaco is going to need Mike James and Jordan Lloyd to perform at the same level they did against Real Madrid. And that's very hard to do two weeks in a row, especially such a, uh, against such a, a good opponent. Uh, so I'm going to lean with FH, but it's a very close one. It's probably the hardest one all week. I tend to agree with Diogo in this one. And the adding of Will Clyburn opens up a lot of situations for them. Uh, we know that defensively-wise, they will improve because Elijah Bryant is back. Um, Will Boy is a great defensive player. Uh, Will Clyburn is a good defensive player, so we know that they will improve on that part of the game. On offense, they will uh, have another offensive threat because uh, Chen Larkin is playing uh, such a good basketball, and now they add uh, Will Clyburn. So, for a reason, I believe that FS will win. Yeah, FS has the obligation of winning this game to stay alive in the competition it doesn't end mathematically if they lose but uh, things get very hard for the turkish team and they will want to come in and be very competitive in this game and be able to beat monaco for the second time this season and in front of their supporters they really need to be able to achieve that for them to continue in the fight for this edition of the EuroLeague. they do have an excellent roster one of the teams that uh, i like personally 
to watch and I believe that they can truly compete with uh, anyone in the, the EuroLeague but uh, we know that it's never easy and especially against an opponent like Monaco it certainly is not easy the next game that we have it's an always appealing game between two Spanish teams Basconi and Valencia will be face to face Basconi currently is 8 with 12 wins and 10 losses Valencia is 10 with 11 wins and 11 losses we know that Basconia is part of that uh, 14th tie for the, the 6th place. And they are having a very good season. And especially after coach Ivanovic joined the team and took over the team, they are being able to bring the consistency that they needed to have to be a very competitive team. We know how Marcus Howard seems to have found his consistency himself and produces offensively at a very high level and how important he is for the way that Basconia plays. And uh, players like Chima Moneke that uh, is having a great Euroleague season. Uh, and the energy that a player like him brings into the games is crucial for uh, this Basconia team. On the other side, Valencia is a team that uh, their defense and their ability to slow down teams has been important for them at times. But it's not always, always a constant. And... Uh, an example of that was exactly when these two teams faced each other and playing 1st of December. They allowed 98 points from Basconia. Playing at home, they weren't able to slow down this Basconia team. And uh, this time around, they will need to come into the game with a better game plan if they expect to be competitive and to be able to put up a fight against uh, Basconia. Basconia has uh, the seven best offense of the competition at, with uh, 82.3 points scored per game. While Valencia really struggles to score, they only score 76.9 points per game. That places them in 17th place in the, their points score per game. And that's something that they will need to address on uh, this game for them to be able to keep up and to stay in the game against Basconia. Because it won't be easy for them to simply stop them and to simply slow them down. That if Valencia doesn't have a good offensive night, they will be able to go into Vitoria and to, to steal this matchup. Who do you guys expect to come out of this game as the winner? I believe that Basconia will win. We know that both teams like to shoot a lot. And I do trust Basconia to be uh, more effective on that part of the game. And we can say like, oh, Valencia is a good de defensive team, like I said it previously. Uh, but I do trust uh, Basconia offense to be better than uh, Valencia's defense. So for that reason, I believe that Basconia will win. Yeah, we, we are in agreement here. Uh, I, I think Basconia, with the guys that they have in Moneke, in Sederkerski, Cody Miller-McIntyre, Marcus Howard, those guys have been playing at a very, very high level for this team. And with Coach Ivanovic being able to implement kind of a, a decent defensive system that allows them to be competitive in some games that maybe they shouldn't be, and with the way they can score the ball too, it gives them a chance to win a, a lot of games. So they've been doing a very good job and they won on the road against Valencia. So I expect them to do the same at home. Uh, I think Valencia will try to make it hard on them as much as they can, but I just don't see them having enough to keep up offensively. So I, I got to go with Basconia as well. Very well. Let's uh, keep moving and let's look at the next game that we have on the docket. And this is a game between Partizan and Jalgiris. Partizan that was able to go to Kaunas and win by 8 points, 85 to 93. And Jalgiris would love to be able to bounce back from that defeat and be able to beat Partizan in Belgrade. But certainly that won't be an easy task for this Jalgiris team to do it. 
I believe you guys know what I will say next. And for Jalgiris, they need to shoot the ball. They are the best three-point shooting percent in terms of percentage team of the whole Euroleague at 40.9%. They need to take more shots from behind the arc than they do. They have some disadvantages against some of the top teams. If they lose this game, they will be four wins behind the play-in spots, making it very, very hard for them to climb all the way by all the way there and to be on the fight for the playing positions. So they don't have anything to lose on this game. And that's where this Chalgiris team can get dangerous because we know how their ability to play a small ball style, to be switchy, to, to have players that can really step up and perform at a very high level in any given night, gives them a fighting chance against almost anyone. Do I expect them to win in Belgrade? It's extremely hard. I do see Partizans being the clear favorites for this matchup. How do I think that Jalgiris has a chance? They need to go into this game and do two things. Rebound, because Partizan hasn't been a good rebounding team on the EuroLeague so far. They rank in 17th position. Jalgiris hasn't been much better. They are 16. They have 0.3 rebound in average difference between these two teams. But this is an aspect of the game where the two teams come into this game with balance. We know that Partizan has a size advantage, but if Jalgiris is able to compete with them in the rebound area, that gives them a chance to level things up on a matchup where they will have many matchups with Depth being one of them. The second team, the second thing, I need to see them taking more three-point shots. That's the way that they can stay on this game. That's the way that they can be competitive. They are an excellent three-point shooting team. They need to find ways to move the ball and to find the open shooter and to take those shots with confidence. That's the way that they can be competitive. That's the way that they can raise their 79.4 points per game in average that they have so far. And that they could try to compete with the fourth best offense of the competition in Partizan that averages 83.9 points per game. It will be a very tough game. It will be a game that Chalgiris will try to be competitive. And it's a game that Partizan can run away with it, can just find ways to impose themselves and just overwhelmed Jalgiris on this matchup. But the Lithuan Lithuanian team throughout the years have shown how resilient they can be. This is a tough matchup for them. It will be a hard game. But if they find ways to impact the game and to do more than what they have been doing, they do have a fighting chance. And they can put up, at the very least, a good fight against the Partizan. But it won't be easy. And I believe you guys will agree with me. Who, What do you expect to, to be the outcome of this game? I think Partizan playing at home. Uh, obviously, I think they are the more talented team. They they've been the better team so far this season, even though they they haven't been great. And I had uh, a lot more expectations for them. Uh, but I believe they they still got time. And I think this is the type of matchup where they can get some rhythm. Uh, I think they are um, a more physical team. They are a bigger team than Zalgiris. And I think they should try to explore that physicality and, and the size in this matchup. And I think that's the way for them to, to really win this game and to try to be dominant from the jump uh, because I don't see a way Zalgiris can compete as far as the, the physicality goes. But of course, with Trincheri now, 
they they always have a chance. I, I'm never counting uh, Coach Trincheri out. So even though I'm leaning partisan, uh, I think Zalgiris will always have a chance on any given matchup with Trincheri as the coach. So I think it could be a very good game. But if partisan is able to imp- impose their physicality and their size from the start, uh, I think it's going to be a, a very good matchup for them. And I think they got the win. Yeah, I agree with Diogo. And I believe that partisan will win and they have the obligation of winning it. Uh, and I believe that they will have the obligation to to improve a lot on defense in this game because they're suffering 84 points, which is a lot for uh, an Euroleague team that wants to compete. So they need to to improve a lot on that part of the game. And about the game, I don't see uh, Zalgiris being able to to match Paris' athleticism because we know that Partizan has a lot of uh, wings, athletic wings. Even the guards are athletic, so I believe that uh, Zalgiris won't uh, stand a chance in this game. Zalgiris is a resilient team, and they always are able to find ways to be competitive, to be feisty, and they certainly will try to do it, but this will be a very tough matchup for the Lithuanian team, and I expect them to have a hard time in Belgrade, but um, they certainly won't go down without a fight. And that's what I expect to see on the, this matchup between Partizan and Jalgiris. To end the week, we go to Italy for the game between Milano and Barcelona. This is a game between two teams that have been performing at very different uh, quality levels. Barcelona ranks in second place with 15 wins and 7 losses. Has been performing at a very high level and even surprising any concerns that uh, we could have with this team regarding them losing a player like Mirotic, they were able to find the right pieces and make them work together. This Milano team is a team that got Mirotic and that we had higher expectations for them. They have been battling injuries and we have heard that uh, Maudolo will be ready to play for this game and that uh, Mirotic is also close to a return. Those are good news for Milano, but at the same time, they really need to be competitive and get get more wins just like FS they have a record of 9 wins and 13 losses and if they keep trailing behind the plane in the playoff uh, places it's very hard for them they need to go on a run they need to keep accumulating wins and this will certainly be a great game for them to be able to do it at times Milano is a team that has flashes and is able to play at a very high level and to compete against any team in the in the Euroleague. But it's hard to predict when that will happen and how that will happen. Barcelona will want to, to be able to conquer this win and just keep consolidating their position as one of the teams that uh, will want to have home court advantage reaching the, the playoffs. They are in a good position to do that, but they will have competition on that fight with a, a team like Fenerbahce that is currently in fifth place, having aspirations to be on that mix. As things stand right now, probably the four favorites for home court advantage are Real Madrid, Barcelona, Paratinaikos and Fenerbahce, but we cannot discount Virtus on uh, this fight and this mix. They have been a very good and consistent team and they will also be on the the fight to to be able to have home court advantage and let's see if they are able to secure that but that means that Barcelona cannot relax it's way too early to relax in the EuroLeague they have a three win advantage over the sixth place the Olympiacos that is leading that uh, four team tie so 
they still have some way to go to be able to lock their playoff spots and to be able to, to guarantee that they will have home court advantage that they certainly will want to have. We have mentioned in one of our recent episodes they have the second best home court of the competition with 11 wins and one loss at home. This is a road game for them. They haven't been particularly good on the road. They have a record of four wins and six losses. But this is a game where they will want to revenge the one loss that they had at home in the the first stage of the of the this competition when they lost against Milano on 15 of December in a surprising fashion. They lost 86 to 90, and they certainly will want to revenge their only home loss and. Uh, that's another reason for Barcelona wanting to go into Milano and to be able to beat them. But for the Italian team, this is really a must-win game. And uh, for these teams that are trailing behind the playing spots and that aspire to be on that mix, every single game moving forward will be a must-win game. Because if they have a bad run and they lose two or three uh, games in a row, they are basically out of the contention to be on the post season of the, the Euro League. And I would say that that will be quite of a disappointing outcome for Milano to not be able to be to end this season in the top 10 after reinforcing the way that they did. They really didn't do a good job with their roster construction, but now that's not really an excuse anymore. They added Napier to a team that was loaded already. They just really need to play better basketball and to be able to compete with uh, all the opponents that they will have moving forward. Tell me, guys, who do you expect to come out of this game as the winner? I believe that Barcelona will win this game, and the reason that I'm picking them is because I do trust them to to be able to to do a great job defensively on, on Napier. I can see uh, Satoransky or even Kalinic being matched on Napier and we know that if Napier is struggling uh, all Milano team will struggle so for that reason I believe that uh, Barcelona will win This is a tough one uh, both teams uh, have been struggling a little bit uh, I believe Barcelona is the better team but the fact is none of these teams are healthy uh, for Barcelona, they've been missing uh, Abrines and La Provitula. And for Milano, uh, Modolo, Mirotic, uh, Dili Baron. So it's kind of hard to predict what's going to happen here. Uh, I'm going to lean Barcelona because I feel like they have a more consistent team um, within the players that are available. Um, and with Milano, uh, even though they have Napier now and Shields is back from the injury, they have talent there. Uh, but I, I haven't seen them producing enough for me to go with them on a matchup like this against Barcelona. I think Barcelona has a big advantage inside in Willier and Gomez. And I still think they have very good outside players with Saransky and Jabari Parker. I think this could be a chance here for him to, to really have a dominant game. So I'm going to go with Barcelona, but I think it's going to be very close. Yes, that's the perfect way to end this episode. Very close game, uh, competitive one. And I expect to see that throughout most of the four games of this second day of the round 23. These were our previews for those games that uh, will be played on the 26th of January and uh, make sure to tune in next week for our recap of these games and how all of the outcomes of these games impacted the standings of the EuroLeague and also we will be back with our previews. A reminder that uh, we have our special interviews with uh, Rafael Barlow and Lee Ellis. Go back, listen to those episodes, you won't regret it. They are high quality conversations with uh, people that uh, know what uh, 
they are talking about and have a high level of knowledge and experience regarding basketball and uh, we speak about the EuroLeague, we speak about um, their careers and also we deep dive into what to expect to see from some uh, young European prospects. Make sure to also check us out and follow us on Twitter at E20League, subscribe to the podcast, drop us a five-star review, suggest our podcast to a friend. We need to continue to grow to be able to continue to bring you this uh, podcast for free. So this that's the only thing we ask from you guys. We don't want your money. We just want you guys to be able to help us to continue to grow. That's the way that we keep the podcast alive. And it has been a pleasure. Uh, all the listeners that we have been having totally surpassed our expectations for this podcast. So we are grateful for that. But to be able to keep the machine going, we need to keep growing the podcast. That's the way it's done. And that's the way we need to do it as well. So we are thankful to each one of you. And uh, we thank you for also helping us to continue this growth process. We will be back next week. And it's a doubleheader week in the EuroLeague. And we love those. So... We will make sure to bring you this recap of the EuroLeague early next week. And then we will bring you our previews for each of the four days of the competition of the EuroLeague. And it will be worth it to tune in for because we are starting to approach the season stage here at the EuroLeague. And that's when things get interesting and we will be here to cover all of it for you guys. As always, I'll be talking with you guys soon. See you guys. Hope you liked it and stay tuned for more. Bye guys. See you on next episode.